Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Feel free to interact with the show the entire hour, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Hammond text line, both those open for you. I will say this, today we're going to give away a care basket courtesy of Beatrice Bakery, so head over to theticketfm.com, send in some nominations if you have any, uh, just a fun thing and, and nice thing that we like to do here at The Ticket to, to make sure we're putting smiles on people's faces in the community. All right, we're back to... Our original ways. On Wednesdays, we are joined by Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity here Aaron on the Day Honda, is back. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Aaron, how's it going? Good. It's good to be back, although it's very cold in Nebraska at this point. It's like winter decided to show up. <laughs> yeah, where, where were you? Where did you get to go? Uh, we went to the Dominican Republic. Wow. So we were on a beach for about 10 days. So I'm I'm very, like, shell-shocked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you get tan? I did, but no one will ever know because we're all wearing like seven layers. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> so just wanted to show off my Dominican Republic tan, but no, I got to wear three coats. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right, Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity joins us here um, after taking a little hiatus, a much deserved one. So, Chubba Purdy is in. He's committed to the Huskers. What does this mean for for next season? I mean, is there a chance that Chubba competes for the starting spot, or, or do we feel like that's Casey Thompson's? at this point it, it seems like the the job is really going to be and this is so it sounds so silly to say this because there are, we can't forget that Nebraska also has uh, Logan Smothers and Heinrich Harburg yeah. on this roster as well so it's not like you know anything is guaranteed for anyone but I feel like if you're Nebraska and you're bringing Casey Thompson in you feel really confident in in what you're bringing in with him I mean it, that there's a reason that they went after someone like Casey Thompson. There's a reason that Scott Frost, we, we talked about that all through December, you know, was looking for that transfer quarterback. So it's not that Chubba couldn't compete for the starting job, and, and I would expect him to because I would expect anyone in that room to compete. But it really feels like the favorite at this point right now is Casey Thompson. And I, that is, like, very much like saying that without any spring football or anything else. But it just feels like you don't go get someone like that if, if they're not going to be sort of in that leading spot, at least heading into spring football. This this is kind of just a surface-level question, but I guess do we expect attrition in the quarterback room after spring ball rather than, you know, here in the next week or so? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I, I think at this point, if you're, say, Logan Smothers, uh, it, it probably doesn't hurt to stick around and, you know, unless you feel confident, I think the the hardest part right now for anyone who'd be looking into the transfer portal is that there are just so many players in the transfer portal. So you have to, you have to balance that. So if you're someone like Logan and maybe you're looking at Casey Thompson coming in and you're you're maybe concerned that you're not going to have a starting role after all, what you have to weigh is if you go into the transfer portal right now, 
is is somebody going to be looking for your style? Are they going to be looking for you right now? Or would you be better suited going through spring football, competing, one, in a sense, like, quote-unquote, getting more tape, uh, putting more out there to show people what you can do, and then if, you know, you it doesn't seem like the situation is what you want, come and to spring football, put your name in the portal then. I think that's really the question people have to ask is, like, when are when is the transfer portal going to more successfully benefit you if you're going to go that path? And so right now, based on the way that the portal looks, I would probably stay put and compete. But, again, I'm not in their shoes, so it's, like, really easy for me to say that. But that would be, I think, what someone should do is see it through and compete. But if it doesn't end up being what you want, then maybe you look at that transfer portal again. Aaron, some people, and by some people, I mean myself as well, uh, have been wondering uh, where the transfer offensive linemen are for this squad because I'm not saying that they don't have the talent on their roster, but with the way that the offensive line struggled last season and the lack of changes that we saw during the season, it would lead you to believe that they didn't have much trust or that they didn't believe that anybody else on that offensive or in that offensive line room was really prepared uh, to play at, at, at the uh, division one level quite yet. Yeah. It's funny. You, you say that when you said not just you, but a lot of people, you're basically saying like every time we post about any kind of commitment from a transfer, <laughs> it pretty much is like, that's great. What about offensive line? Yeah. <laughs> so um, y- yeah, I think a little bit, it's definitely, we knew this a little bit when you're making a change at a coaching spot, which bringing in Donovan Rayola, you now are, you're going to have to allow him to establish that room and really, um, see what he has, work with what he's got. Um, he was coming from the NFL, which it's not like when you're talking about like someone like Mickey Joseph, Mickey Joseph comes to Nebraska with these like pre-established relationships in the college ranks that have already, like he, he knew, I want this player. I want them to come here. I can start targeting them now and start recruiting them. Whereas for someone like Donovan Rayola, he's kind of got to get like his feet wet a little bit. Like you're, you're kind of like, all right, let's, let's get into this. Uh, recruiting and let's get into this and figure it out. So I think a little bit of that is just the situation of it's just the nature of one, you have a new coach at that particular position, but it's one that a lot of eyeballs were on. Um, I don't know. Names have come and gone. Names have surfaced. I, I kind of just trust Greg Smith to tell me like who <laughs> is out there, but like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely one where I can understand the like, he- like the kind of like concern that people have, but to answer your question, where are they? Um, good, good question. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like everybody's kind of just in the same boat on All that right. one, and is just kind of left to to see what we have with come come fall, I suppose. So we're we're talking to Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity here on the Happy Hour. So in the secondary, it's some kind of fascinating for me because they they have a lot of unproven talent and there's a lot of guys in those rooms. I think they have seven scholarship safeties and eight guys on scholarship at cornerback. Um, bringing a couple guys, Tommy Hill, Deshaun Singleton, uh, Javier Morton the other day as well in from the transfer portal. How would you characterize those two rooms? Basically, the secondary as one. Yeah, you know we are. It's funny because since since the end of the season, my feelings on this defense have kind of gone all over the place because Mm -hmm. there are times where like, I feel more confident about certain areas. Like I know I said, Oh, you know, I feel confident about some of the uh, 
players that are going to be able to step up on the defensive line, like Casey Rogers, Ty Robinson. But then, you know, you have the same concern where people are like, well, uh, what if it, the depth doesn't pan out and all. So then I start to think about, okay, what about these other spots? So like, I will say when it comes to the secondary, it seems like Nebraska is doing what it needs to do to fill holes. But like a lot of this defense, no matter what, what spot you look at, it feels like it, it went from this last fall where it was so much strength and depth. You knew what you were getting in so many of these players. It's now very much like, it, it feels very uncertain and not in an uncertain way of like there's talent. Like when you look at a lot of these players that have committed and the, the talent that they're trying to bring in, it's just unknown what it's going to look like for Nebraska. And so, you know, this will be a true test of Eric Schneider as a defensive coordinator. We sang his praises all this last fall. So then the question becomes, can he, can he help lead this defense in 2022 when there's a lot more unknowns and like honestly all of these spots no matter who they bring in it just kind of now feels like a big question mark until you actually see it in action we're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity here um Aaron non-football question time Kayla Caffey she is back for the spring for sure um and then I believe they're applying for a waiver in the fall how big is that for Nebraska it's huge I mean even the thing with the waiver systems and everything with the NCAA is like a whole thing. I know it's like entirely based on if it's, it's approved and trying to determine what the NCAA will and will not do in these, in those situations is it, it's just not worth anyone's time trying to figure it out mm-hmm. unless you're like a coach and the person actually, <laughs> I'm saying for all of us, it's not worth like trying to figure out, but the fact that she wants to come back and to have her leadership and to have that, um, desire to still be there because she is just absolute fire. Like when you watch her in the national championship game too, she is just, she is somebody that like, she, she's just hard to replicate because she's so strong. Like her strengths are just, they give you chills when you see her like spike a ball right in the middle. I mean, it's just, she's great. And so to have that, that, just to have her back would be huge to have her from a leadership perspective back would be huge. You think about the fact that Nicklin Haynes is going to return. There's some key pieces where, I mean, when you're talking about just the leadership that they can bring to these younger players as they're developing, it's really exciting. So again, who knows what the NCAA will do and if they'll allow it. I'm going to lean on the side of, I feel like she'll get it because especially with that COVID year, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more leniency that's going to be taking place. I mean, famous last words, but, um, she would be a huge addition if she's able to play for one more season. Okay, Aaron, I hate to go back to football, but I just thought of one that I want to make sure I ask you because I'm. I, this thought came up today when in the first segment when, when Rico and I were talking about it. But how much um, patience, or I guess, room for letting things play out this season does the staff have? And, and in terms of that, I mean, it, let's say offensive line, for example, they throw in a group out there, it doesn't work. How quick will Scott Frost pull the trigger on on? plugging some new guys in this season? I think it entirely depends on how much he trusts and puts like the, the, like the thing that I think has sort of been an interesting dynamic is how Frost and his assistants have worked in previous years. We know that he had his, you know, a lot of things were his decisions. The offensive coordinator, for instance, was very much like they, the decisions were ultimately Scott's at the end of the day. 
Um, that's one thing that, you know, Trev Alberts and Scott Frost said would be different heading into this year. Mark Whipple is supposed to be the offensive coordinator. So I think it really is going to depend on um, how much trust is in the assistants and the coordinators to make those decisions. And if they feel they want to make changes, um, and that's, that's hard to, that's hard to know until you see it in action. And so I think Scott tends to lean more on wanting to maybe see how things go. We know that from how he sort of handled the quarterback spot for a few years. He, he definitely uh, puts faith in people and it doesn't seem like he's necessarily as quick to make changes, but maybe that is different now if he's sort of passing the reins to somebody else. Maybe you see shifts more quickly it'll be it'll be interesting to sort of watch that because I do sorry this is now something I'm like thinking out loud Mm -hmm. you did see some shifts on the defensive side where like that is Shenander's area and like okay this this we're going to make this work move we're going to put this person here we're going to rotate people around um the offense was always a little bit different because I think you know that's where Frost definitely was more spending more of his time. So the question then becomes, does he take a step back and allow those assistants to really truly evaluate and make those changes if they, they, they want to, we'll see. So it, I really think it depends on what, what ends up happening with this new offensive staff. Yeah. It's, it's going to be something definitely to watch as, as time goes along. All right, Aaron, appreciate the time as always. It's good to have you back. We'll uh, talk to you next Wednesday. Of course, and hey, like that last question, I'm going to be thinking about that. I'm yeah, it's 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 because that is a great question. It's fascinating because like lug, the time, the lug, like the luxury of time is not on their side this year. So it's wild to wild to think about how things behind the scenes are going to change mm-hmm. this season compared to the previous years. Yeah, and you start to wonder if it's, there's like any like you know that feeling of franticness at yes. any point if that changes things. So it, it definitely is going to be an interesting 2022. So that's a great question. I'm like awesome. thinking about it. For awesome. A while. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll follow up. We'll have the same conversation next week. Appreciate it, Aaron. Thank you. That is Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Appreciate her uh, spending some time with us. All right, send in your text 402-464-5685. We'll get to them. Uh, there's one I want to address after the break. We'll also have Nick's trivia call now fifteen dollars to the Upside Bar and Lounge. We'll do that next. Reminder: Go to theticketfm.com, nominate somebody to win a care basket, courtesy of our good friends at Beatrice Bakery. We'll do all that next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. 